Hey everyone, this is Christopher Luxon, the former CEO of Air New Zealand. This is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. This is Tracy Ibarra. I'm an executive solutions at Dell Technologies. This is Travis Chappell, founder of Build Your Network. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change, to navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, my very good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsos. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I want to welcome you to today's Ask Dennis freestyle episode, which happens once a week, where I'm asked a question by our listeners or share my thoughts, insights, and experiences from working with many leaders around the globe. Hey team, if you haven't already checked out the Facebook group and the LinkedIn page, please go ahead and check out those two different platforms. We'd love to see you there on those platforms for sure. All right, let's talk about today's topic. And today's topic is about coping with the unexpected. So coping with the unexpected. Now we've got the Olympic Games happening right now in Tokyo and Japan. And it's amazing to see the events and the performances unfold in front of our eyes as we are watching through the different events. Always unexpected things start to happen within the Olympics or big events like that, for sure. The favourite is expected to win, and then they're not there or they don't progress through the different heats and so forth. There's pressure for them to do really well. And as they are leaders in their sporting or their chosen discipline, it's really, really a lot of pressure on them to actually perform and do well, for sure. There's some great examples that we've seen throughout the last sort of couple of weeks throughout the Olympic Games that we've seen. One in particular is the 100 metres, you know, the men's 100 metres final. Usain Bolt is no longer there. And so the question was, well, who's going to take over from Usain Bolt? And Usain Bolt is, was, was a really, really great leader in the sense of what he delivered and the way he actually not only did the 100 metres, but also what he did before and after races in particular. So over the start of the start of the final of the 100 metres, it was actually interesting to see one of the competitors break as they were just about to start. And so they had to do a false start and call it back. And then he was disqualified. He was probably one of the favourites to win the 100 metres and then no longer there right there in seconds. You know, years and years with work. And here is his opportunity. And all of a sudden, the unexpected thing of him no longer in the race. The Italian runner won the actual 100 metres. Lamont Marcel Jacobs, he's won, he won it in 9.8 seconds. And amazing to see him go through and win that race. 
What about the two high jumpers, the athlete from Italy and the other athlete from Qatar, and how they are good friends, and all of a sudden, here they are competing against each other to see level after level after level who's going to actually not actually get get across the pole. And both of them got to a stage whereby they didn't get over the last sort of level. The officials came back to them and said, well, what we need to do here is that you either have a sort of like a jump off and whoever fails first is, is going to be the loser and the other person and win the, win the gold, uh, silver medal and the other person will win the gold medal. The athletes asked, what about if we both win the gold medal? And they said, yes, that's an option as well. So they're both first equal and it was excellent to see that happen as well. Gymnast Simone Biles from the US of A withdraws from events. Here she is, the favourite to win the gold medals in many events. And she, the pressure of that, and she decided to walk away event after event after event. And then for her to come back into the final event, and where she talked about the pressure on her as an athlete and as a role model. But you know what? Team, it takes guts to stand up and it and, and, and takes courage as well to walk away like she did. But then to come back as well and, and bounce forward back into it and come into the last event and, and actually win a bronze medal. It's hats off to her and what she did there. But the actual athlete that I want to talk about is an athlete who is a runner. She's an Ethiopian born, but represents the Netherlands, Safan Hassan. She is expecting to go out there and win, or she's looking to win, three medals. 1,500 metres, 5,000 metres, and the 10,000 metre races. So here she is in the 1,500 metres. She's in the final lap of the heat, and she trips over someone else and falls to the ground. People around her are going, what's happened here? A lot of people are finding that she's, you know, she's fallen heavily, and they're thinking her 1,500 metre chance is gone. The commentators on TV are saying, oh, no, she's out. She's gone. She's not going to come back from this. But it was really quite interesting to see what she did next. Within seconds, everyone was writing her off. But within seconds, she got back up again. Just imagine what her attitude was at the time, her thoughts, her emotions. Was she angry? Was she upset? Was she shocked from what was happening? Then she goes on to pick herself up and start running again because she's behind the field now. And she's running and running and running. And she did probably one of the fastest laps that we've seen for a long time. And she went out there and she passed everybody to go and win the 1,500-meter heat. But there's more. 11 hours later, she goes and runs the 5,000-meter race. She had so much energy in that last heat to turn things around, to not only just go go and sort of qualify, but she goes and wins that heat. She used a lot of energy up there. But here she is. She runs 11 hours later. After a heavy fall, she goes and runs the 5,000 meters, and she wins the gold medal. In her interview, she talked about being in pain on her body because of the heavy fall. But she talked about how much she had huge amounts of energy, and she, she didn't feel tired at all. She felt really good. You see, team, the important thing here is that energy is important. So what can you do yourself to ensure that your energy is up all the time? And it's all the time. How can you get your energy up? which is a really important question for you all to ask yourselves and look at what you can do in that space. It was amazing to see her do these two events in one day. So much so much drama, so much things happened for her within that one day. You know what? She's got the 10,000-meter actual race to come yet, and it's going to be interesting to see where she's going to go from there. But three things sort of stood out for me when I watched her and the way she reacted to things and what she did on that day. Number one, focus. Not letting a bad moment overpower her. She put aside the problem and stood up and she went for it. You see, there was no time for her to wallow or to be in pity city and and feel sorry for herself. She had to go. 
The second thing was discipline. Her ability to run her own race and stay disciplined, whether that be in the 1500 meters or the 5000 meter race, she ran her own race and took control. Then she pounced at the right time. The third point here for me was, that stood out for me, was her determination slash grit. Her determination, her grit that she had, the ability to be resilient and have determination and grit and take on things in the face of adversity. That's what she did. She faced adversity. She fell down, bang, fell down heavily, and she faced that, and she went on to do things, to win the heat of 1,500 metres and also win the gold medal in the 5,000-metre race. What we know here, listeners, is that we as leaders, individuals, teams, organisations, will all face adversity and ambiguity. Some of us, or some of you, are facing it right now. You're facing some ambiguity and some adversity right now. Coping with the unexpected is the difference maker. Because we do face it at any one time, it's what we do with it that counts. It's how you cope and move forward from it as well. My questions to you are this today as we sort of bring this episode to a close. What are you doing today or what do you need to do today to prepare for the unexpected? When things do happen, how do you normally react? How would you like to react? And then what will you do to cope and move forward with the unexpected? So the three questions for you to think about, right? And, and really, really do think about that because, you see, it's really important that we are prepared for the unexpected. And team, I know that, as I said before, a lot of you are facing that adversity and ambiguity right now. For some of you, you just want some clarity. For some of you, you just want someone to talk to. And so if you feel like you would need to reach out to me, feel free to do that. You know, send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Send me a private message on social media on the platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn. And I'm more than happy to do that. The other thing is that for some of you, your leaders, your teams, and your organization need some help right now. For your leaders, how do they lead people through change? How do they lead themselves through change, but then lead people through change? How are they becoming resilient as well? Your teams, how do they cope with change and then also become resilient themselves to move forward in doing so? If there's anything I can do for you, your team, or your organization, please feel free to reach out to me, as I said before, through email or a private message on social media. Hey team, if you haven't already checked out the Facebook group, go ahead and check that out. That's called Leadership is Changing and also the LinkedIn page. We've got those set up, so we'd love to see you on those different platforms. Now watch out for a mask promotion. So we've gone and got some masks printed with the Leadership is Changing podcast logo on it. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a promotion. We're going to put five of them up for a draw so where you can win one of five. And all you need to do is put your name and email in and you will go into the draw for that. Now, team, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to share that with you very soon. So just keep an eye out for when that actually does happen for sure. All right, team. So coping with the unexpected is today's session. What I'd like you to do is share this episode with three other people because I'm sure there's people out there right now who are watching the Olympic Games, who are experiencing what I've just experienced and like you may have experienced as well. But there are some great learnings from there. And so, you know, maybe you can share this with them. And so hopefully that can actually help some people for sure. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Look out for the episodes as they've been released, download them, have a review, and put a rating. Please share them with your network, your family, your friends. And if there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you've got for my guests as I interview them, or if you have a question for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, 
feel free to send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, it's always a pleasure being with you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 